book of Ezekiel chapter number 47. Ezekiel 47. If you found it, say praise the Lord. Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house. And behold, the waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought him me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without into the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters and the waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. Verse number nine, and it shall come to pass that everything that liveth which moveth whithersoever the rivers shall come shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish because these waters shall come thither for they shall be healed and everything shall live whither the river cometh. Verse number one, he brought me again to the door of the house. Behold, waters issued out. From under the threshold of the house eastward, for the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. I want to preach about the thirsty side of the altar. The thirsty side of the altar. God, I pray have your way. What a wonderful presence of your spirit that we've already experienced here tonight. God, what a wonderful congregation of people that have come to serve and to worship you. I pray, God, that over these next few moments that you would send a divine anointing from heaven upon me to preach your word, for how shall they hear without a preacher? But God, as I preach, I pray, let the word inspire faith in the ear of the hearer. And God, I pray that you would do a mighty work of the Holy Ghost in this place. Pour out your spirit. Send healing into this house. Send deliverance into this, this house. Send your presence, O oh God, to accomplish your purpose. Send a Holy Ghost revival into Bethlehem tonight. And set this congregation on fire by your spirit. God, in the name of Jesus. And somebody said amen. amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise.
Oh, that's right. Let's praise him. I want you to make a spiritual investment in the remainder of this service. Oh, I feel something rising up in Bethlehem tonight. I feel an old-fashioned well about to spring forth in this place. Uh, if you feel something about to break loose, I wish you'd just give God praise for a minute. Amen. Why don't you position yourself for a breakthrough? You ought to position yourself for a revival by how you respond to the Spirit of God. It's all about positioning yourself where the river flows. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated if you want to. That's a, that's a courtesy, not a command. Ladies and gentlemen, we're living in a thirsty land. Thirst is symbolic of desire. For there is not a more intense desire than that of a man that is dying of thirst. A person can go several days without food, at least that's what they tell me. Several days without sleep. Several days without personal interaction, but only seven hours without something to drink. Several hours. Our generation is a thirsty generation. Our time on earth is marked by trouble and chaos. Our generation is thirsty for something beyond what this world can supply it. The news outlets are constantly flooding our minds with bad news. I read the news online occasionally and it's all bad. The economy's bad. Political tensions are high. International tensions are high. Terrorism is a threat. The Middle East is a threat. Global uh, climate change is a threat. Economic depression is a threat. COVID is a threat. Monkeypox, whatever in the world that is, whatever they want to make up next is a threat. According to the news, Russia and Iran and North Korea are threats. I look at this world and I find very little good news anywhere. People are nervous about their jobs, their homes, their families, their marriages, their children. It's a time of great trouble and distress. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to paint a bleak picture. I'm merely shining the light on what's already going on in the world. There is angst from coast to coast and from shore to shore. Let me tell you tonight that politics and politicians can't help America. America and the world in general are reaping what's been sowed by sin for generations. The only thing that can quench the thirst of this world is water from heaven's well. Amen. We don't need a political Messiah. We need the real Messiah, Jesus Christ, to pour his spirit out on this world. The rich man in hell understood something. Too late for himself, but not too late for you and I. He understood the power of heaven's water when in hell he cried, not for a river of it, not for a gallon of it, not even for a cup of it. He understood that all it takes is one drop from heaven's well 
and it can break the gates of hell wide open. It only takes one drop of heaven's water to turn somebody's life around. It only takes one drop of heaven's water to set a community on fire with revival. It only takes one drop to turn a teenager around, a marriage around, a life around, an addict around, an alcoholic around. Just one drop can destroy what the enemy has spent decades trying to do. God, pour a drop of water on Bethlehem tonight. We need the water of life to flow in the house of God tonight. We don't need religious tradition. We don't need to go through the motions of religion. We don't need another warmed over sermon. What we need is water from the well of heaven to flow freely in this place tonight. Not because of the beat of a drum. Not because of a musical interlude. Not because of a choir's voice. But because God steps in to this place and sets it on fire. God, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for a drink from heaven's well tonight. God, I'm thirsty for you. God, I need you. I need you. I need you. feel a breakthrough I feel a breakthrough revival I feel like everything we've seen the last few months and the last couple of years is just a warm up for what God really wants to do it's just a dress rehearsal for the next level of Holy Ghost revival that's getting ready to be poured out in your family, in your school, in your workplace, in your community. You better get ready because what we've seen is just a drop. What we've seen is just ankle deep water. But we're getting ready to get into waters that we can only swim in. Hey, I wish somebody believed it would shout right now. I wish somebody applied their faith to that word and say, God, that's for me. That's for my family. I'm taking it. That's for my church. I'm claiming it tonight. Somebody in this place needs a fresh drink from heaven's well. I'm telling you, you came to the right place tonight. The prophet Ezekiel, he said in Ezekiel 47 and 1, he brought me to the door of the house. Amen. I feel like I've been needing something all night. I don't know what I need. I don't know if I need that table. I don't know if I need that chair. I don't know what I need. I just know I need something. Amen. Anybody know what I need? You say, if, he, if you don't know, I don't know. Amen. One of you boys run up here and grab me this chair. Take it down yonder. Thank you. Man, I'm glad Devin's home. I missed you, Devin. Now get that chair down there. He said he brought me to the door of the house. Amen. He brought me to the door of the house. Run back to that door. You're going to be Ezekiel for a second. Man, he did run. My God. Hallelujah. Normally you say run back there and they... 
He said, he brought me to the door of the house. And he said, the water's issued out under the threshold. Can I tell you, there's always water running out of this church? Amen. There's always water running out of this church. I, I, I go places. I, I, go, I was on a flight the other day. And when I get on a flight, man, all I want to do is put my, my earbuds in. Sometimes I don't even play anything. I just don't want to chit-chat for two hours. And, and, I, and I, had my, I had my earbuds, my AirPods in my hand getting ready to put them in. And right as I was getting ready to put it in my ear, the guy sitting next to me, he said, uh, how are you? I thought, I said, I'm doing good. How are you? He said, I'm doing good too. He said, are you from Grand Island? I said, I've been to Grand Island in my life. I said, I'm from Mississippi. I said, I'm just going to be up here for a couple of days. He said, what are you doing while you're here? I said, well, I'm a pastor, and I'm getting ready to preach in Nebraska on Thursday, Friday afternoon, and Friday night. He said, well, what are you going to preach about? <laughs> I said, I'm going to preach about Jesus. He said, what about him? I said, that he's the answer for what the mess this world is in. I said, you believe this world's in a mess? He said, yes, it's in a mess. He said, what kind of church? He said, I said, Pentecostal church. He said, there's no Pentecostal churches where I'm from. I said, well, there's one in Hastings, Nebraska. I'm going. You want to come? He started asking questions. He said, I had some family in Illinois. I think they were Pentecostal. He said, they had the the bun on their head, and they always did this. So that sounds right. I just wanted a quiet flight. Next thing I know, I'm hearing about his family. I'm hearing about his kids. I'm hearing about his job. I'm hearing about the stuff going on in his life. I start telling him, I said, Jesus is the answer for all that. Jesus is the solution. He said, well, he told me what denomination. He says, he said, he told me what denomination he was from. And he said, but he said, we don't do all that stuff. He said, but, uh, but I really don't know anything about what, about, about the Bible. I want to say that's right. Cause if you did, you wouldn't be there, but I didn't say that cause I was being, I was being a nice, I was being a nice co-passenger. Man, before it's over, that man says, I want to know more about what you believe. I want to know more about what's going on. Hey, he's, he might be watching right now. And if you are, Chris, I'm praying for you in Jesus' name. God is the answer for everything you need. But I'm telling you, everywhere you go, water ought to be flowing out. Water always ought to be flowing out of the church. I know we shout when we come here, but when we go out there, the water needs to be, it needs to come out from under the threshold. What we got is too good to keep it inside the door. What we've got is too good to keep it inside. You ought to just open those doors real quick, and we ought to let the water flow out of the church. You ought to carry it with, you ought to be a bucket when you go to school. You ought to be a bucket when you go to work. You ought to carry the living water out from under the threshold of the house. God, help us to get the water out of the church and into the world. Whoa, hallelujah. He 
said the waters were at the door. They issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood towards the east. Amen. Advance it a little bit, the, net, the bottom part. And the... Thank you. Waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. He, he said... I was, he said, I was at the threshold, but the next thing I knew, I found myself at the altar. Can I tell you, a church that doesn't have an altar is a church that'll never have revival. A church that's not familiar with the altar is a church that will never have a river of water flowing out of it. I'm calling for a revival of an old-fashioned altar in our lives, in our church, in our prayer room, in our worship services, in our living rooms. I'm calling for a revival of the altar in the church. If we're not familiar with the altar, we'll never have revival. Ma'am, the answer for your marriage is in the altar. Sir, the answer for your family is in the altar. The answer for your mind is in the altar. The answer for your soul is in the altar. Man, I got a whole lot of stuff. I got a whole lot of scriptures. I had so many scriptures on my paper that the guy that was picking them up, I told him, don't you erase pick scriptures off of here. I, I need some more help. I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit preaching in just a minute. I feel something getting ready to break loose in here. Amen. Now, that, if I got my directions right, that's the east, right? West. That's what I meant. I meant west. I was thinking west. I said east. The east is that way. Right? Because I, I, I. So that's the north side of the altar, right? That's the west side of the altar. That's the east side of the altar. And that's the south side of the altar, right? All right. You're Ezekiel. You're not, but you're standing here. You get on the north side of the altar. I need somebody else. You're on the east side of the altar. I got any west side? I need somebody on the west side of the altar. Huh? I couldn't do that on myself. I had to force it to happen. I don't know what the fingers for that is. I've never side <laughs> on the west side of the altar he said but the waters come down on the south side of the altar the word south in that word in that passage is the word Negev the word Negev is actually the name for the desert in south Israel it's the desert that leads into the Sinai Peninsula, and down into Egypt. The Negev is the dry place. The word Negev literally means to be parched or to be thirsty. He said the waters come down on, and he used the word, because there's more words for south, but he used the one that means the parched or the dry or the thirsty side. He said the waters come down on the thirsty side of the altar. That tells me I can be 
on the north side of the altar and not get a drop of water. I can be on the west side of the altar and not get a drop of water. I can be on the east side of the altar and not get a drop of water. But if I ever make my way to the thirsty side of the altar, then that's where the water flows. Can I tell you that there's lots of churches that are on the north side of the altar and they don't care if they have a move of God or not. There's a lot of people on the west side of the altar and they're not hungry for a move of the Spirit. There's a lot of people on the east side of the altar and they're not hungry for God. But if you ever position yourself to the thirsty side of the altar, there's a river of water that's going to flow in your life. It's all about how you orient yourself for a move of the Spirit of God. Can I tell you, if you're dry where you are, you might need to move around to another side of the altar because the altar, everywhere it goes, there's life. Everywhere it goes, there's healing. Everywhere it goes, there's victory. You just got to orient yourself to the thirsty side of the altar. When I come to church, I do not come to church to go through the motions. I'm not here to be entertained by a choir, a music team, a singer, or a preacher. But I come to the house of God to orient myself at the thirsty side. God, I need you. God, I'm thirsty for you. Can I tell you, we can have all the dead church we want, but if we ever get to the south side of the altar, we're going to watch as God sets this community on fire with revival. It's all about positioning yourself for a revival. I've seen people come to the altar. Carson, Sister Carson, in the prayer room before coming into church tonight, she pointed to a place over by the step that goes up into, uh, into the back of the church. She pointed because that step used to be the edge of the altar in the old building. And she pointed to a spot just to the right side of the altar. She said, that's where I got the Holy Ghost. When I was negative 15 years old. She said, that's where I got the Holy Ghost. And I asked her, is it still good? And it's still good. She remembers where she got at the altar. Because when you really find a thirsty place at the altar, God does something that changes your life forever. You can come to a hundred altars and not be thirsty and not get anything from God. But if you ever find yourself at a point where you're desperate and you say, God, I need a move of yours. I'm going to tell you right now, there's not enough dead religion in this world to turn this church upside, to turn this community upside down. There's not enough dead denominationalism to turn this world around. But all it takes is one person getting to the south side of the altar and a river is unleashed. I'm trying to get somebody thirsty tonight. I'm trying to get somebody thirsty for another level in their walk with God. I'm trying to get somebody thirsty for a higher level of revival. Hallelujah. Amen. You know the last thing we need? Our professional young preachers. All of our young preachers, come on up here. You think you're a preacher? Come on. 
If you're not sure and you think you might be, come on, God will sort it out later. <laughs> Amen. How about all of our non-young preachers? Are you, are you, you're young, get over there. I'm about to knock him out with the love of the Lord. Give him a beat down in a good Christian way. Amen. How about our non-young preachers? Where are other preachers at? All, do we only have, there's one, slow. Come on. Old preachers are good too. If old preachers aren't good, I'm hopeless. Amen. I will say these young guys moved faster. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a smart aleck. It's just my natural language. Guys, man, you guys are awesome. He's waving at somebody. Boys, come on, get up there. What's wrong with you? You either are or you aren't. If you are, get up there. If you're not, go sit down. The last thing that we need it's dead, dry preachers. Every time we come to the house of God, we ought to be positioning ourselves. Whether I'm preaching or not, whether I'm singing or not, whether I'm playing music or not, I got the responsibility to position myself in the river of water. I got to have the thirsty side of the altar in my life. Can I tell you, moms and dads, you're going to have a hard time raising kids in this world if you don't find yourself at the thirsty side of the altar saying, God, my family doesn't just need direction. My family needs revival. My children need revival. Sunday school teachers, you can teach the best lesson you got, but you better find yourself to the south side of the altar that says, God, I need you to touch these children in my classroom. We need revival. Can I preach just a minute more? How about all of our musicians? All of our musicians. Come on. Play your music way up there. You play music. Get up. Come on. Man, you got, we got two musicians in the whole church. They're already up here. Okay. Can I, can I go? You're a musician, but you, you, you don't come to our church regularly. But I'm going to tell you something. You know as well as I do. That one of the most frustrating things, I'm, he's, he's, he plays the music at uh, the sanctuary. Fantastically talented. So I'm going to use you to make a point to them. I'm sneaking, I'm doing a sneak attack, okay? And I ruined the element of surprise by telling. One of the most frustrating things for you as a leader is to have people you know that have talent and ability that won't get involved. Am I right? Am I preaching? I'm preaching, aren't I? Because you're trying to have a move of God and trying to show the world what God can do through the people in the church. And you got people with ability and talent that won't get involved because they live their life on the east side and the north side and the west side. And then they wonder why the spigot's been turned off in life. It's because you got to find your way to the south side. Where nothing matters but getting a drink of water from the well. Now, let me tell you, boys, nothing matters but being anointed of God. I don't care what else you can do, but get anointed of God. Get to the altar. Get to the south side of the altar. How about our singers? We got any singers in the house? I know some of you are up there, but if you're a singer and you're not up there, come on. And if you're young, you need to go fast. 
Come on, Landon, you sing. Come on, boy, I heard you sing. Landon, come on, you stood up. Come on, you sing. You, you, you told on yourself. Go on, Mom, up there. She, grunt, she was halfway out the pew, and then when I told her to go, she acted like she didn't want to go. Hypocrite? Just joking. Your talent is not what this church needs. Your anointing is what this church needs. Your talent is good, but your anointing is essential. And the anointing comes from the south side of the altar. It doesn't come from just wanting to be heard. It doesn't come from just wanting to be seen. It comes from orienting yourself at the altar and saying, God, I need you to anoint my voice. I need you to anoint my hands. I need you to anoint me. I need your work. It's a sa- Come on, church. I'm trying to tell you, there's more for us. There's more for us. There's greater ahead. There's greater ahead. There's more revival. I want our Be Free staff to come on. I want our Be Free staff. I want, if you're involved in Be Free, I want to let you know that there's more addicts out there that are getting ready to have their lives turned around and upside down. Jesus have mercy. I feel something. I feel an old-fashioned commitment to an old-fashioned altar. I'm going to tell you, if we'll position ourselves where we're more thirsty for revival than we are to fit in with our community, if we're more thirsty for revival than we are to fit in with our school, if we're more thirsty for revival than we are to fit in with our organism, if we're hungry for God, God's going to... I feel something about to bubble up in this place. We need the south side of the all. It's the thirsty side. I feel somebody calling out for a fresh anointing right now. I feel like somebody's moving themselves to the, to the south side of the altar. I feel like somebody's positioning themselves and saying, God, if I don't have anything but the altar, then that's all. I'm positioning myself. Come on, Bethlehem. We got to position ourselves for revival. We got to get ourselves ready for what God wants to do. We got to get ourselves ready for the breakthrough that's coming. We got to get ourselves ready for what God's trying to work. I'm positioning myself. Anybody thirsty? Would anybody reach their hands up to heaven and say, God, I'm thirsty for more of you. Every pew ought to have a thirsty man or woman on it. Every pew ought to have a thirsty young person on it. Every pew ought to have somebody that's hungry for a fresh anointing from heaven to fall. Oh, come on. There's a fresh, there's a fresh Holy Ghost well that's being opened up tonight. God, 
I pray for a Holy Ghost revival on this family. I speak it by the authority of the Word of God. I speak a fresh well to spring up out of this mama's prayers. Come on, there's a breakthrough happening. Somebody's rolling the stone off the well. Somebody's coming to the south side, to the thirsty side of the altar and saying, God, we need a fresh anointing. We can't live off what God did all summer. We can't live off what God did all spring. We can't live off all the stuff that God's done the last two years. I've got to position myself at the thirsty side of the altar. Somebody help me pray right now. There's a breaking forth of water from the well. It's all about positioning ourselves to let the water flow. It's about getting ourselves to the right place at the right time. Spring up, oh well, spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. I'm not waiting for the altar to turn towards me. I'm turning towards the altar. I'm not going to require God to rearrange his furniture for me. I'm going to position myself properly to get in the flow of what God's getting ready to do. God, give Elijah a prayer life. God, his mom and dad are anointed. His brothers are anointed. But God, take him to the south side, the thirsty side of the altar, so you can release all that talent that you put in this boy. God, this boy is so full of talent. God, that he's overflowing. But God, I pray, help him to learn about the thirsty side of the altar so you can use him. I'm talking about an anointing that doesn't care if you're young or old. As long as you're positioned right at the altar, there's a flow of the Spirit that's bubbling up at this place. It's not just for preachers. It's not just for musicians. It's not just for singers. It's not just for people. It's for everybody in this church. There's a place for you at the south side, at the thirsty side of the altar.
Come on, can you lift your voice and pray? I feel somebody getting thirsty for another level. I feel a church that's getting thirsty for more. We've realized this world needs a church that's on fire with the Holy Ghost. We need a church that's a well of living water springing up. Anybody want to help me pray for this young lady? God's getting ready to mightily use her to reach. Come on, it's about positioning. It's about positioning ourselves. It's about positioning ourselves. Oh, Jesus. God, touch the children of this church with an anointing from heaven's well. I refuse to believe that this next generation is a hopeless cause. God, I'm praying revival on the children of Bethlehem Church. I'm praying for an anointing from heaven, their talent and ability to be touched by the very water from the well of heaven. Come on, are you thirsty? Why don't you let your voice cry out?
Jesus. I'm done preaching. It's prayer time. This whole church is an altar. Somebody ought to be baptized in Jesus' name tonight. Somebody ought to throw their hands up and say, God, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. I want everything you've got for me. I'm positioning myself for a breakthrough.
position. I want to position my life for revival. position myself for a breakthrough. God, I hope we'll position our church for a Holy Ghost revival. Why don't you reach over and pray with somebody close to you? If it's your family, why don't you pray, God, help us to position our home. On the thirsty side of the altar, we need you. God, help me to position myself for your anointing to flow in my life. As the heart pants after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for you. A thirsty church will always have revival. A thirsty church will always have a move of God.
Come on, as we lift our hands all across the sanctuary right now. Let me just push one more time. Don't leave this place the same way you came in tonight. Find the thirsty side of the altar and leave changed and renewed in this place. God, we need you, Jesus. God, we're on the thirsty side of the altar begging for a drink of the water. God, move on our spirits and in our hearts. Oh, Jesus, we love you. God, we worship you. We magnify you. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, please go down in the watery grave tonight. In the name of Jesus, the only saving name. It's by his stripes we are healed. It's by his blood that we are covered. He can cover every part of your life in this place tonight when you come out of that water. And let the Holy Ghost reside in your life as you speak in another tongue as the spirits give the utterance. It's in this house tonight. I, I plead with you. If you've never been baptized in this name of Jesus and you feel a tug at your heart, you feel uncomfortable, you feel uneasy. That's God moving on your spear right now. Let's take a step of faith. Because you can have all the faith in the world, but until you take that one step, is when things drastically begin to change. And you're going to find yourself on the thirsty side of the altar tonight. And God's going to flip your world upside down. An upside down world is going to be everything you've ever dreamed of. And the Holy Ghost is going to be the best thing that ever lived in your life from this day forward. Because it is the joy of the Holy Ghost. He's the peacemaker. He's the comforter. He's the everlasting love. He's the almighty. He's powerful. He's excellent. There's just something about telling him how great he is. God, you're awesome. God, you're amazing. That joy, that peace begins to cover you. Why don't we just do that right now? Just tell him how much you love him. Tell him how great he is. God, you're awesome. You're mighty. You're magnificent. God, you're an excellent God. I love you. God, I thank you for everything you've done in this place, God. God, every life you've touched, God. God, you're marvelous. God, there's no one beside you. God, there's no one in front of you, no one behind you. God, you're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. God, you sit on a high, a throne high, God. God, you reign over this place, God. God, begin to let the glory rain down in this house right now, Jesus. God, I love you, Jesus. I worship you. God, you're an awesome God. You're a mighty God. God, I praise you. I worship you, Jesus. Lord, you're awesome. You're awesome, God. Come on, he's beginning to respond right now because we're giving our full attention. And we, when we give our full attention, he lets his full attention come right down in this place. God, you're awesome. You're amazing. God, I love you, Jesus. I worship you. I magnify you. God, you're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords, God. 
Hallelujah. Come on, why don't we praise him all across this sanctuary right now. As you clap your hands, lift your voice all across this house right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, lift your voice. Let a shout of praise come out of your mouth right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time, can we put our hands together and lift our voice all across this sanctuary. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we worship you. God, we thank you. We magnify your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What an awesome, awesome word. Find yourself thirsty. Find yourself on the thirsty side of the altar in this place. You don't just have to be in this sanctuary. You can go through your daily life on the thirsty side of the altar. Amen. That'll get you tongue-tied if you try to say it too quick. It's thirsty or 30, you're going to mess up. Amen, amen. Don't forget about Wednesday night, also work night on Tuesday. Everyone, please have a safe, safe, amazing Labor Day tomorrow. Don't forget, uh, please do not leave this place the same. I feel the Lord's pushing somebody to get baptized in the name of Jesus.